Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, I've been thinking about prayers, and as Tom telling me, his recent time talking about staying still and seeing. So, and somebody here reminded me, fear not, stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh. And with this heart you have, we thank him for all the blessings that he's given us in all, all kinds of ways that are beneficial for us. Not just the trials, you know, and the springing out of the trials. And just by knowing the purpose of Yahweh, we should be able to be at peace. And we ask that we can be at peace. Please give us that hard those trials and in the end of this age we need all each other's arms held up we need all the support we need this gathering we need encouragement and that's what we're asking from your brethren and from Joshua thank you
but the spirit giveth life. But if the ministration of death, written and engraven in stone, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of the spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceeding glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect, by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glorious. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remains the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in the Messiah. But even unto this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon their hearts. Nevertheless, when they shall turn to Yahweh, the veil shall be taken away. Now Yahweh is spirit, and where the spirit of Yahweh is, there is liberty. For we all, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of Yahweh, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of Yahweh. and uh, he and his wife welcomed us here. And then uh, 
me and Bill Otters to uh, make it. But I'm going to be uh, brief uh, and right uh, to the point. Give me Colossians 1.26 because that is the summation of everything. God's word in Now, none of us would be here. We wouldn't have been able, and that's what I wanted to say last night, but I didn't want to get long-winded. None of us were, we probably wouldn't have known Dr. Gill if we had not come into contact with Dr. Henry Clifford Kenley. We would not be sitting here talking about what's in the Bible, what's on these charts, with any kind of understanding if it had not been for Yahweh himself, Yahweh Elohim himself revealing himself to Dr. Henry Clifford Kimmy, and I'm going to get to that in a second as well. Uh, but uh, where, where did I, uh, have, where did I call Colossians 1. Colossians 1, 26, yes, I'll start with that. Mm -hmm. The mystery which I have been here from ages and from generations, mm -hmm. but now is made manifest. But the mystery is now made manifest to his sons. To his sons, not not to everybody. That's what Dr. Kenny will stop and say. And I'll tell you, I'm, uh, uh, if you can uh, get my iPad there. Made known to his sons, read, to whom Yahweh would make known mm -hmm. what is the riches of his glory, of this mystery among the, among the nations, mm -hmm. which is which the Messiah is in you. The Messiah, Yahshua the Messiah in you is your only hope of glory. Now I'm telling you, that, that's what we teach. That's what I stand by. Yahshua in you. Now, I'm not, let me say this too. I'm not, going, I'm not getting on anybody because you, I think it was Dr. Co uh, um, uh, Jerry Kinley who said it yesterday. Dr. Kinley did say that you can't convert no demon. So that's why you don't get on the floor trying to say something to somebody as if you're going to convert them. As a matter of fact, I don't want to say that, I, 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 that's why I was asking for my iPad. If you could hand me my iPad, I'm going to give it to the scripture readers and I'm going to get a transcript where Dr. Kinley's saying that so that you don't have to take my word for it. Because um, Dr. Kinley said, oh, Sandy Abisco is what it was. San, yeah, San Luis Abisco. And it's the part and there were several conversations going on. And when the, it was when Dr. Freddie Allen had gotten a question from Rick. And he was talking about the negative spirit being reused. And Dr. Kinley said, no, the negative spirit, now I got it highlighted down here, and I, I'll get to that in a second. And he said, no, the negative spirit is not going to be reused in the next creation. It's going to go to the lake of fire. You're going to be put in the lake of fire. And then Yahweh's going to create a whole nother manifestation of the negative spirit in the next creation. Now, why did you go to this transcript, San Luis Obispo? I'm trying to be slow and as methodical as I can. Because, like we said, your soul is at stake. So, but we're going to have to define, let Dr. Kinley define what the soul is. So, Dr. Kinley is saying here in San Luis Obispo, to Freddie Allen, read where Freddie's talking. I think that's where it's highlighted. Yes, this is February 13, 1971. Yes, indeed. Fred Allen Jr. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you again. I was talking about when last night Dr. Kinley said, Dr. Jerry Kinley said, that you can't convert nobody. You can't convert a satanic spirit or a demon. And he that's exactly right. Now, the reason you can't convert him is why. What did Dr. Kinley say why? Read. Fred Allen Jr. is Mm -hmm. Just like Mixon read, mm -hmm. he'll be created in another manifestation.
You'll be created in another manifestation. Talking about that negative spirit. You'll be created in another manifestation. Read. That be the same principle, a different manifestation. Same Isn't principle. That right, Doc? The same principle, different manifestation. That was Freddie Alley talking. Here's Dr. Kinley. He's saying what? Dr. Kinley. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. What it is, it's just Yahweh operating the opposite. What it is, it ain't that it's the devil doing something. It's that it's Yahweh, who's the all in all, the only one in existence, take on shape and form right within his creation. Since he's the only one around, he's got to play the role of the righteousness and unrighteousness, since don't nothing exist but him. So the reason you can't change a negative spirit's mind or convert somebody is why, Dr. Kendrick? What it is, it's just Yahweh operating the opposite. Uh -huh. That's the reason why there's no possibility of you converting the devil. See, that's the reason why you can't convert the devil. How well, you gonna do that? How you gonna, how you gonna convert the devil? Read. How you gonna convert God? How you gonna convert God? As Paul said. Oh, no, I don't wanna run over that. The reason you can't convert a negative spirit or a devil because that's God, and God don't change his mind. When he set his ways, he set, and he don't back off of it. Righteous is going to be righteous no matter what. And we wouldn't know this if it hadn't been for Dr. Kinley coming to us, and I'm going to go back with what happened in the year 1931. But these things come right from Dr. Kinley, and he said the reason you can't convert because that's God operating in the negative. It ain't so-and-so doing wrong. It ain't Pharaoh having a bad day or just going to be obstinate. Yahweh has a purpose and he needed opposition for himself. So since he's all there is, I got to play the role of the negative spirit. Since I'm all in all, ain't nothing around but me. That way Ron Glover don't get no credit for speaking or not speaking because he ain't around. It's just me taking on whatever shape and form I want as a body and carrying out my purpose. Now you can't just say that now. You're going to have to offer something. That's why I'm getting Dr. Kinley so you don't have to believe what I'm saying. So to, so to speak. This does, and I'm not taking it out of context, and if you want to go back and get the rest of the context, we can go through that as well. Because that's because there are a whole bunch of questions and things he went to. Read. As Paul said, mm -hmm. who has known the mind of Yahweh? Wait a minute. Then he's going down here and getting Saul and saying that's what script, this scripture means. Saul said, who has known the mind of Yahweh that he could change it? How you know God so well that you're going to change God's mind? Read. As Paul said, Mm -hmm. Who has known the mind of Yahweh that he might chastise or correct or instruct him? Mm -hmm. General discussion among the group. Mm -hmm. And then Dr. Kinley, again speaking, you know, I'll tell you something else about that. Mm -hmm. As Paul said, what if Yahweh, willing to show his wrath, poured out his wrath on the vessels fitted for destruction? What are we talking about vessels for? What are we talking about Yahweh's wrath? I thought he was just talking about it was a demon that he was just talking about. Then he called it a vessel that Yahweh's going to pour out his wrath on because that negative spirit was made to be sent to the lake. I'm telling you, everything we got, we got Dr. Kinley. Read. You know, I'll tell you something else about that. As mm -hmm. Paul said, what if Yahweh, willing to show his wrath, poured out his wrath on mm -hmm. the vessels fitted to destruction? Mm -hmm. Now, you know how they're fitted that way. Mm -hmm. Now, the potter has power to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor. He got the power to make one unrighteous and one righteous. Read. How can the same thing say that it's formed? Uh -huh. Why did you make it? Okay. Now, um, now, now, read, finish that up, and then oh, I'll move on. Oh, there's a lot of hard questions. A lot of hard questions. A lot of hard questions. And let me tell you this. You don't need to rely. Your state dean cannot give you the Holy Spirit. 
Your local dean cannot give you the Holy Spirit. Your husband, your wife, your child cannot give you the Holy Spirit. Guess what? They can't take it away from you either. That's why there's no fear in going anywhere preaching the truth. Because I don't care if you run up to a, oh my goodness, I was about to say a legion of demons. But Dr. Kelly straightened that out too. Because I know I, I'm not, I don't want to start no fights. I don't want to go tit for tat. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just setting up the original statement, why can't you change somebody's mind? Because really, that's not just somebody. You're not just talking to somebody else. It's that you're talking to God operating either in negativity or righteousness, which means it's just him to get all the glory either way. Now, we wouldn't have known that if in the year 1931, Yahweh Elohim hadn't manifest in the body as one Henry Clifford Kinley. Now, it's not unusual for the creator to walk around in the flesh. Because Dr. Kennedy did it in 1 Timothy 3.16, without controversy. Is that the scripture? 1 Timothy 3.16. Is that it, 1 Corinthians? Did I talk wrong? I apologize. 1 Timothy 3.16. Mm -hmm. I will need the scripture to read it up. <laughs> and I'm relying on grace and mercy. Because if it's recalled in scripture for scripture, some of us just don't have that. You understand? So I'm not saying don't do it. I know how somebody gonna take that day and say, no, we, we are supposed, this is a Bible organization. How can you not read the Bible or scriptures or the words of the man that it, this all came from? So, without uh, my point was, <laughs> I'm looking off, is that God has always walked around in the Bible. And what I'm trying to get to is I'm trying to show you that the God didn't just start back here, stop back here at the cross, or start back at the cross, he's been walking all the way down through his creation. So the thing we've been unable to do is get rid of the bodies he's been walking in and say, wait a minute, that's just Yahweh Elam or Yahshua the Messiah, the name of the Holy Spirit in or out of a body is Yahshua the Messiah. Now this might be a newsflash for some people because I know what they say is taught. And I know what, what's taught. But this Give me on what I say. And this, and I, this is right. Henry Clifford Kinley is not your savior. That's right. Joshua the Messiah is your savior. That's right. Now the trick is, what body was Joshua the Messiah walking in all the way down through the ages of this dispensation so that I can find him and go and see him and say, wait, come meet a man that told me everything. Told me that the Jews and the Palestinians would be at war to this day. Come find the man that told me everything that, that ever happened in the world, that the submarine thresher would be. Come meet this man. That's what we mean. Get rid of the man. That was He said, if you didn't know me before 1931, you never knew Henry Clifford Kingley. So who was it that we met? Joshua Messiah, walking around in the body. He, Dr. Kinley said the greatest mystery that ever hit the face of the earth is that Yahshua the Messiah was back there with the children of Israel. Wait a minute. That's 1,500 years before he dies on the cross. How are you going to be 1,500 years down here and then back here and Moses says, well, first, get that rock that led them. First Corinthians 13 chapter. Is that, is that it? First Corinthians. Hold that me up. Grace and mercy. <laughs> first Corinthians, you want the 16th chapter mm -hmm. the first verse? Yes. And without controversy. Because eventually I'm going to get back to this. We're not under the law. Thank you.
ain't nothing you gotta do to be saved. And once you are saved, you will go back. As soon as you go read the Bible, you will study the scriptures once you are saved. But let me ask you this. Gentiles were considered dogs, right? That's what the world the war is over in Egypt, uh, 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 Jerusalem is today. Palestinians are fighting against the Jews. Both of them are Abraham's kids. And Dr. Kennedy wrote them a letter and said the Jews will not win because y'all fighting over a piece of land and I gave it to both of you, Jew and Gentile. We just had the letter read in class. With Dr. Kennedy wrote over there, uh, Nasser and all of them guys who told them they would not win the war because they were going against their own brothers and I gave it to both. So since he gave it to both, now what was my point? I said there's nothing you gotta do to be saved. There are no prerequisites to salvation. How do you know that? That's why I'm going over here to the first day of the Gentiles class, their first class. They didn't have the Law and the Prophets. Read the Law and the Prophets. I gotta stop and say that, because it'd be misconstrued. They, the Gentiles were considered dogs and weren't even told about the Law and the Prophets. Wasn't allowed to serve with the Jews. So they knew nothing about the Law and the Prophets, and yet their first class, it says what? Moreover, brethren. Moreover, brother, I have you not ignorant. I would not that ye should be ignorant. Mm -hmm. How that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Mm -hmm. And were all immersed under Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Mm -hmm. And did all eat the same spiritual food. Mm -hmm. And did all drink the same spiritual drink. Yep. For they drank of that spiritual rock that went with them. And that rock was the Messiah. That rock, yeah, but that's where I wanted to, the, I didn't want that one. Because that's where I want to show that Yahshua was in a body. 1,500 years before he was in a body. I wanted the one where he said, while Peter yet spake. What? Acts 10 chapter. The Gentiles first class, they didn't know anything about the Lord of Christ. And while Peter was given the moderation, how long was the moderation? About eight minutes? Did you do it right? Hey, about eight minutes? While Peter yet spake on the Gentiles, First class, what happened? Verse 44, while Peter yet spake. While Peter yet spake. Of the 10th chapter of Acts. Mm -hmm. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all of them which heard the word. What, 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 what? They're first class. While Peter yet spake. These are Gentiles. They didn't know nothing about, so my point was there are no prerequisites. All you got to do is know that you have a Savior, Joshua the Messiah, and that just because he said he would save you, and that's God in a body, know that you can be saved. But there are no prerequisites. So on their first class, never having known about the law or the prophets or anything like that, does one of you mind? So while Peter yet spake, what happened to them? While Peter yet spake, mm -hmm. these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all them which heard the word. So they received the Holy Spirit. So there are no prerequisites. There's nothing you can do to obtain salvation. And if he wants you to be saved, there's nothing you can do to run, run away from him if he wants you. Either way, you're going to have to find the creator and depend on his grace and mercy, as was said last night have to depend on his grace and mercy to just give you the Holy Spirit. That's why he was called down here. We could have been left in the world. Why 
already know he's not dealing with the world, so he calls you out of the world in here to introduce you to himself so that he can just give you salvation. You, you get what I'm saying? No prerequisite. You just have to, have to bow down to the Savior. So now I'm going to get back to where was he? 1,500 years in the body. Now I'm not going to do the whole thing where I walk it down because you guys already know that. You know that he showed up as Moses didn't know who he was. Where is with the Holy Spirit? But when Moses went up in that mountain on that last trip, he had to put a veil over his face. And he looked at one Joshua and said, wait a minute, that ain't your name. Went over there where he said, Moses changed his name to Yahshua. They wasn't calling him that before Moses went up there and saw and said, wait a minute, I've been walking with you. You've been my minister over here in the tabernacle. It's in the scriptures. He called this the tabernacle where Joshua was. This is the tabernacle, but this is the tabernacle where the cloud would come and Moses would go over here in this tabernacle because the reason you have a threefold tabernacle is because that's Yahweh Elohim describing himself. So it's not about a tabernacle. It's about Yahweh Elohim describing himself. He's the real tabernacle. He's the real sanctuary. So when he's walking around on the earth plane, that's the sanctuary of heaven himself walking around in the earth plane. And that's how you get uh, to the law and to the testimony, because we were supposed to be going to the law and to the prophets to find him or to know when he shows us, that's him. It's all about the Savior. Gotta take a side, boy. Don't we read, um, um, then open, uh, then open their understanding. Luke 24, he told his disciples, Now, I still haven't left, left my point. It's grace and mercy, and you're going to have to find Yahweh Elohim when he walks around in the flesh. And then I just got over here where I'm talking about Luke 24, 20. It says, ye search the scriptures. John 5, 39. Yep. Y'all going to bend it over here. John 5, 39. Ye search the scriptures. Ye search the scriptures. John 5 and 39. Ye search the scriptures. No. He's telling them. He's talking to his disciples. I know. Stay with me now. I say that because I was watching CNN the other day, and some of y'all know Sanjay Gupta talks about talks about our uh, uh, attention span. How it used to be five minutes. They did a special on CNN that said now it's down to forty-seven seconds. Because we're so busy, we're so distracted. Everything's so distracted. That's why I keep going back to try to remind you where I'm going. Not because there's something wrong with you, but because that's the way we are at the end of the age. We've gotten so used to instant gratification, this on my phone, text this. You can't have a conversation, send somebody an email and say, too long, didn't read. <laughs> when they call me, I don't call, I text. Now, you don't want me to write a book in a text. You don't want to read a long email. You don't want to have a conversation. <laughs> so that's the way it goes. But I'm over here when he's telling his disciples, you're already reading the law and the prophets. You search the scriptures. Read. For in them you think you have eternal life. He's telling his disciples, you search the scriptures. He said, you've been doing that. And you think if you're reading the law and the prophets, it will give you eternal life. But, or and, and, and that's right, because the and, conjunction, junction, I'm telling my age, what's your function? Look it up, phrases and clauses. We learn and, but.
but and or. When you use and, but, and or, you change. He said, you are reading the Bible. You searching the scriptures, which is the Old Testament first, uh, five books, and next third. You search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in searching the scriptures. But. And they are they which testify of but, me. But the scriptures are really just the testimony to me. He's not telling them to read the Bible to be saved. Read your Bible so that you know it's me. You know where I show up. That's why we would say when you go blood, water, spirit, water, you follow these principles, you use them, but you use them to identify the Messiah and what he's doing. They will not contribute, add to, or take away from your salvation. You are dependent upon a man, Yahweh Elohim, or Yahshua the Messiah. That's what you're dependent on. Whether you read the Bible or not, first class or 50 years down here, you are dependent on the grace and mercy of Yahshua the Messiah. And that's it. No way around it. Now I've got to move. So, where else did I have? So, Luke, uh, Luke 24 and 44. Uh huh. Luke 24 and 44. And he said unto them, And he said unto his disciples, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, mm -hmm. that all things must be fulfilled. All things must be fulfilled. Oh my goodness. Yahshua the Messiah is fulfilling. Why is he fulfilling? Because he told us to bring it to an end. So all works for salvation. Anything that can be done for salvation, he fulfilled it or brought it to an end. That makes him the only source, and you're going to have to look to him if you want it. Look to Yahshua the Messiah and not ourselves. Otherwise, we, we'd be spending so much time trying to get cleaned up. We're spending so much time trying to get right. So much time that we're doing all these other things that we just don't drop ourselves on the grace and mercy of our Creator. That's why I don't want to go tit for tat because we spend so much time. He said this, he said that, and it's not about proving a point. It's about that you are going to have to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's been a casting down and out of ignorance or negativity or sin and, a re and replaced with the Holy Spirit. That's why we don't go tit for tat. I don't want you to get distracted like I'm up here trying to fight or prove somebody else wrong. That, that has nothing to do with your salvation. Lean on the grace and mercy of, your Messiah, of the Messiah, and that's it. Nothing else. And hopefully I'm giving enough scriptural, uh, scriptural proof and references for you to be able to go back and check it out for yourself. But even after we check it out for ourselves, guess what? We're going to have to rely on the grace and mercy of the Creator. Because there are those much wiser and smarter than us that know the Bible better than us, but do not have any, that, that do not have the Holy Spirit. So, uh, that's enough of that. So I talked about the Creator. Being in a body, you can walk him down. He said the greatest mystery was that Yahshua Messiah led the children of Israel out here. And I didn't get that scripture where he talked about the uh, church, uh, where the Messiah said that rock that led them was Yahshua the Messiah. Led the children of Israel out of Egypt. So he was back there 15 minutes. So he was in a body. Then you go over there and read where he said, Yahshua the Messiah said, the one that made Adam and Eve made a statement. The one that made Adam and Eve said, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cling to his bride. Dr. Kelly took us over there with that scripture and said, Adam made the statement. Adam made, read Genesis. Let's see who made the statement. Yahshua Messiah said, the one that made Adam and Eve made a statement. What was the statement? The statement was, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother. That's Genesis, the second chapter. There you go. And there the 21st verse. Mm-hmm. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. Who's talking? 
There is no separation. Yahweh Elohim is Yahweh. Now, my name is Ron Glover. To my sister, she called me bruh. Hey, bruh. <laughs> That's my nickname, bruh. So whenever somebody around the house says, hey, bruh, I don't say, do you mean Ron Glover? That's my only point. Yahweh is Yahweh Elohim. Yahweh Elohim is Yahweh. Yahweh went out of the creating business and he created everything as Yahweh Elohim. He turned it all over to him. Then what we're reading is that this Yahweh Elohim got in the body. That's why John is saying that which is from the beginning. Read. Which we have heard. We heard him. Which we have seen. We, with our eyes. we saw him with our eyes. They saw God with their eyes. Read. Which we have looked upon. They looked, uh-huh. And our hands have held. They touched. The they touched the word of life. They touched Yahweh Elohim, which is Yahshua in the body. That's what we over here in John, where it says, in the beginning was the word, the word of life, and the word was with Yahweh, the word was Yahweh. Then 114 says, the word was made flesh, Yahshua the Messiah. So I can call Yahshua the Messiah the word. No, you mean Yahweh Elohim. I'm not trying to trick you. Dr. Kelly's the one who told us that the reason the children of Israel went through here baptized in the Red Sea, and Yahshua fulfilled that, the word washing his disciples' feet. So the word or the washing of regeneration was him in the body washing his disciples' feet, not the Bible. He instituted it, he fulfilled it. He brought it all to an end. All of it is talking about him. Law and the prophets, so the children of Israel went through, they were washed by the word, then he's got to come in and fulfill that. I'm the word, and I'm going to do all the cleaning up for you, for you. Ain't nothing to do for salvation. Now, I know this controversy. Get ready. Salvation is free. Let me before they hit the bell for y'all. No, no, wait.
same thing was up again. Mm -hmm. It was talked about in Sunday school mm -hmm. and some time ago. Dr. Burbank Mitchell talked to me about it mm -hmm. and asked me about it. Mm -hmm. And I told him, no, it was not like many people had said it was. Not like many people said it was. Now, I'm going to try my best to make it just plain. Mm -hmm. And that is that there is two spirits in a person, the devil or a demonic spirit and the spirit of Yahweh. I'm going to get this straight. There's two spirits in the body, a demonic spirit in you or two spirit, or, or, or the spirit of Yahweh. He said, I want to get this straight. Read. Now, that's not Let's stop right there. The reason I'm going to, this way with this is because Saul says, except there come a falling away first, except we admit that we have a problem or that we need a savior, we're never going to look to him to do all the salvation. We're going to continue to try to save ourselves. That's what we started out with. The negative spirit can't be changed because that's God. Those demons. He says, over oh, there, did not say in your law that ye, that ye are gods. That's what he said to the scribes and Pharisees. He called the scribes and Pharisees gods. Didn't I say in your law that ye are gods? And they was mad at him. You ain't even 30 years old. How are you going to talk about Abraham and all that stuff? They didn't realize that was God in the Bible again in righteousness. So this is what he's saying about two spirits in the Bible. Read. Now, Yahshua the Messiah, mm -hmm. when he took his disciples out before he died, he sent them out to cast out devils or demons. Is that almost right? Excuse me, body, that's right. They say that's right. Everybody back there agreed with Dr. Kennedy. Casting demons out of men. Read. Dr. Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And when they cast them out, they walked through dry places seeking rest and finding none. No, I, I know. This is where it gets tight. Here's the saying that if your soul is one of them demons that's cast out of heaven, if that's your soul, how are you going to be saved? That's, what, that, that's right, and that's what, that's what I'm addressing right here. Not being combative, I'm just giving to you what Dr. Kimley said, and we're going to rely on the Holy Spirit in us to accept or reject it. No, and make sure it's the Holy Spirit. That's why I said Yahshua in you is the only hope of glory. Read. Okay. And they went back to the house from which they were cast out of or the person in whom they were cast out of. So the demons, Re Revelation said they was demons was cast out of heaven into the earth plane. Dr. Kelly said, now we know where they are because the average height of a man, uh, the uh, depth of a grave is six feet. So when you stand up a grave, the average height of a man is six feet tall. And he says, Satan, when he was cast out of heaven, met at his coming by the grave stood up where he was cast out into men. Go ahead. And they found the house swept and garnished. And they found the house swept and garnished. But not occupied. But not occupied. So you, you're going to be empty. You're going to have like, you don't have the house empty with no soul. We're going to get to that. Read and, the rest of it. And they couldn't break in. And they couldn't break in. So what so did they do? What did they do? Since, so, so, since the gospel had been preached to him, the disciples went around and cast his negative spirit out of him. Then what did they do? So what they did was went and got some legions. And what they did was went and got legions. Some more. So a whole bunch of more demons. In order to break in. In order to break in. And then the last state of that person was worse than the now first. Now here's where we went off. When you accused of saying something you didn't say. So what, you got a whole bunch of legions in that body? A whole bunch of demons in the body? That's more than one soul in the body? Well, you go on and read the rest of it. Dr. Kennedy explained what the legions were. He said the legions were the uh, Sadducees and Sanhedrin Council. He said after the gospel had been preached to them, they went back to there and went and got several more, and the Sadducee and Sanhedrin Council came back and preached to them, don't believe that stuff, don't go by what they're saying, and the second state was worse than the first. Not a whole bunch of, read what Dr. Kennedy said. Now don't, mm -hmm. don't 
don't misunderstand now. I said that was before he died. I said that was before Pentecost when he could have a body sucked and gone for nothing in it, but not after Pentecost. Now, since that be the case, they cast those devils out. Get down to where he says, Pharisee. And oftentimes they call just call devils out. There ain't but one devil. Mm -hmm. It's those demonic spirits they cast out of heaven. And let me make this real plain because this definitely involves in what we're talking about. Yes. And those demonic spirits, they were cast out of heaven and being incarnated in men. Being incarnated in men. As ministers of righteousness. As ministers of righteousness. Now those are the ones Then you can read satanic spirits and ministers with Dr. Kelly said, everybody down here amongst us. Could be in you and I. Here's what Dr. Kelly says. Read. Read. I went to where San Egypt Council and he said, that's what the Legion is. Cast demon out. Just okay. read the last one, second to last, last two sentences there. Okay. So then they went to the Pharisees and the scribes. They went to the scribes and the Pharisees. He said, he said, let me explain to you what I mean by went and got other demons. They went to the Pharisees and scribes and what? So they went to the Pharisees and the scribes that had them other demonic spirits in them that had them trying to gainsay. Trying to gainsay. Don't listen to what he said. Don't listen to what that. Go ahead. I thought I'd tell you who them other he said, I thought I'd tell you who that legion was. It was the scribes and the Pharisees. That was the legion. Went back and got a whole bunch of other things to come back to preach. Now, what I'm saying is at the end of this age, Yahweh Elohim manifested in the body of Henry Clifford Kenley. That was not Henry Clifford Kenley. That was Joshua the Messiah. You say, well, call him that. I just did. That's Yahshua. That's Yahweh Elohim in the body. There will be no Henry Clifford Kenley in the next age. There will only be Yahshua. But what we are doing is recognizing that Yahweh Elohim showed up in the body, and we will have to bow down and recognize that whether we want to or not, except ye say that I am he. Not Henry Clifford Kimley, but Yahweh Elohim in the body. That was Yahshua. Is Yahshua walking around in the body? Now, Colossians 1.26 says the same thing that we need to use. Same Holy Spirit. Not to that degree like you created, but as offspring. We can go over there and get what Dr. Kimley says. I can tell you Adam's wife. God's wife, talk about Yahweh Elohim had a wife. And Yahweh, Jerusalem above, had children. Those children, we placed in our heart and mind, the Holy Spirit. And I, I got the transcript, I'll show you what Dr. Kinley said. So you don't think I'm trying to, we can go back and read the context, but we don't have long. With the end of this age, they're fighting over there and they will say peace and safety soon. According to what he says. We all know we're at the end of this age, it's crazy. We ain't all Republicans <laughs> in here. And Democrats ain't no better, so I ain't picking on nobody. It's all the same negative spirit. That's what'll fool you. You'll pick a side and find out it was demons on both sides. Like you told Israel, whether you serve the gods on this side or the gods on that side, you're gonna serve gods. He didn't say they could serve Yahweh Elohim. He said whether you serve the idols on this side or the idols in Canaan's land, all y'all gonna die off and serve and serve idols. That's what it says. So Again, I'm not preaching at you. We all put our pants on the same way. I'm a servant obligated to tell you the truth and I'm here to serve. But I'm not here to police your doctrines. I'm not trying to tell you what to believe. I'm just visiting and preaching the truth just like the other minister said. They were standing strong preaching the truth. How about that? And if, and if people are saying Springfield don't understand or this don't understand, ain't, ain't you guys doing the same thing? Saying they don't understand. I say this, let's all look to Yahshua. I ain't trying to be kumbaya. Not everybody's going to be saved, but I'm saying I don't care if enemy or not. 
We all got to look to Joshua for salvation. Ain't no such, I don't have the right to hate or dislike anybody. Now, show me somebody got to dislike besides that negative spirit. But we don't know who they are. So you preach to everybody. And you let Joshua decide where he's going to put his spirit. Thank you for your time and attention.
So that wasn't easy to take care of those things that you uh, somebody needs to. Uh, <clears throat> the only thing I talked about last night was uh, learning how to read when it came to the junior year. Had to, had to read and get it and things on. But I want to I wanna give you God. 
said, I don't want to hear anything about a damn God for the rest of my life. And the cow doesn't uh, think about those things. He said, well, how come you didn't take somebody else's spot? And I expressed the same thing in this building before to uh, class down uh, out of Florida. Glenn Kendall, uh, Barry Ward, those of you that know who I'm talking about. <clears throat> and, that, and it sounds like a terrible thing. And as I said, uh, I looked at this picture, so-called Christ. Said, I don't want to hear nothing about that. I didn't even want to hear nothing about class either. You see? Now here he's asking me uh, 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 come down to Cincinnati. I was coming down to Cincinnati because this is where I was born. And I vowed within myself I'm going back home to be with the call. Uh, <clears throat> then uh, he asked the question to Dr. Gill and he said, Doc, I don't know. And when I made a statement that I wanted to talk to him about it, said, and Dr. Kennedy turned around and said, didn't you hear me ask him about that? I said, I wasn't talking about going to special school. What I, I didn't finish, said, Dr. Gill turned around. Now, you get him going home right across the street. He said, Jerry Kennedy, I guess you're it. And I thought to myself, ain't nobody playing tag. <laughs> You're rich. And I want you to know, till this day, from, from 1975 to now, I haven't said anything about a damn God. <laughs> Make sense? Mm -hmm. I said, no. <laughs> See? Because I have learned this. In 1967, I don't know if you have a copy of YMCA, 733 Center Street, and uh, six, was it 624? 624. 624. That's where they had bought some property, the school. And uh, <clears throat> I remember sitting in uh, 733 Center Street. It didn't hold no more than 40 No more important. And I heard something that the Bible said about his own daughter. Now, I'm a kid sitting in that little building. He said, some of you know about my daughter. She was out there in California. Come to class, 
my aunt Rachel, my father, soon as Aunt Lena come in class, then she left Los Angeles. She was one of the 70s that went out there. And Dr. Kimmy said at 733 Cemetery Street, here in Franklin, he said, now I would hate to have to move to the lake. Now this bothers me. I said, now that's your daughter, and you talk about sending her to the lake. And I said, I need to understand. Dr. Uh, spoke uh, a couple of days ago, uh, I had some answer about uh, twice a name Shannon. Seriously, about this. Rick, he was talking about the war. Yeah. I'm seeing it, I'm looking right at him now. <laughs> <laughs> he said that the, uh, the, those two brothers talking about, and he, and he brought up Edom. Now, saying all these, he saw all of them. And I remember I said, I want to understand what Dr. Kennedy's talking about. Can we go with this one? Can you turn this one on?
took John and said, ain't that a dog? <laughs> I'm just telling you how Dr. Kimmel talked. But we learn what the Heavenly Father's name is, not was, is. The Heavenly Father's name is what? Yahweh. He's the source and the substance from which everything comes forth. And Dr. Kimmel preached hard to get that over to us. He said, Jesus Christ never existed. That's not his name. You follow? Now I mentioned about my sister. She was on the board of trustees. I was on the board of trustees for 10 years. And my reason for ta uh, taking that position, I said to you, first of all, I got a call from Marion Harris. She said, Jerry, I answered the phone. She said, uh, we'd like for you to accept the position as a board member. But you didn't win my landslide. <laughs> so I looked at the phone and I said, I didn't even campaign for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know where you're getting that uh, I didn't win by landslide. You understand? And I mentioned it to Dr. Jerry Mathis. And he told me she didn't have any right to do that. All she had was supposed to do is ask you would you accept the position. She didn't need to go in there and say you won, you didn't win by a landslide. What happened that particular year, Bob Kennerly had the position. Dr. Kennerly and the board decided what we want is Kenley in that position. So they asked me. This is what I told, I didn't tell it to all of the trustees, I told it to the two of them, Pat uh, Mathis and Jerry Mathis, I went to the room. I said, I will accept the position as long as you preach the things that the founder taught. And I was on the board for 10 years. And I began to hear lies being spoken. We were taught, and you tell me whether it's right or not.
Yahweh. He didn't say there's none like us. <laughs> he said there's none like me. I am Yahweh and there is none. And I am Yahweh and there is none else. I also want uh, 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 Yahweh says, I am Yahweh. That's what I want. I change not. Somebody knows the scriptures around. <laughs> we all need help. <laughs> now I'm having a conversation with my sister after she took the position after her husband, Gary Carr, died. See? And they asked her to be on the board. And she accepted the position. She was a board of trustees member. Am I right, Dr. Blow? think about four, maybe five years, which is that long. But they, uh, they began to teach in class in Rosemont, Illinois, that Yahweh changes. You got the scriptures? Malachi 3 and 6. Malachi, Malachi 3 and 6. For I am Yahweh. For I am Yahweh. I change not. He said, I don't change. See? Now all of a sudden here they talking about Yahweh changes. There in, at the convention. There at El, uh, I don't know if any of you remember that. And I talked with my brother-in-law and my sister. I said, now, uh, y'all not telling the story straight. My brother-in-law, Gary Carr, said, Yahweh does change. He changed from one day to the next. These manifestation change. This is what Dr. Kennedy talked Yahweh said, he changed not. Manifestation change, but your principles will always remain the same. Now, I'm on the board of trustees. Now, I'm hearing it talk about Yahweh changes. I went to Dr. Matheson. I said, I'll stay on the board as long as you don't change the doctrine of, of the Bible. And they began to change a whole lot of things. When Dr. Gary Carr passed, Dr. Jeffrey Center and Dr. Uh, uh, Michelle Center went down for the service. Right? And they asked, they asked, would I like to ride down to Nessima? And I rode down with them. And here they are, see, at my brother-in-law's funeral services. My sister, Dr. Ron Glover, Pat Nelson, see, and they're all talking about you could be saved in Jesus Christ. That's a damn lie. You could be saved in God. They did say it. Now, I got two other witnesses beside myself, so I wasn't just hearing stuff. See? And not only that, even after the service, see, I tried to talk to my sister, Sean, Carl, because we talked all the time. We were the last students 
born. I was the fifth son that was born, and she come in right after that. So we were close together in age. So we did a lot of talking. When I went down to Cincinnati, they were on their way down to Lexington, Kentucky. And I heard my sisters. I heard Dr. Glover. I heard Pat Nelson talking about, you can be saved in Jesus Christ. They got it on record now. I'm talking about people take that is a lie. Salvation doesn't belong to Jesus Christ. Why not? He doesn't exist. You can't, you can't save no one. Can't even save yourself. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Kenny said, uh, uh, had the people in 1967, we're going to start using the holy name Bible. And really, when I uh, was talking about Dr. Gill, say, it, 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 it come to my mind with Dr. Uh, 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 I know his name. What's his first name? Rick. Rick. Rick was talking about how they would really heed to what Yahweh had set up and gave his brother. And they've been fighting ever since. Now here we are down here, and he talked about how that Cain. Uh, uh, see, and I think he said that he was a hunter. Did I hear you say that? Uh, yeah. See, now it doesn't make sense. You a hunter, and you ain't got nothing to eat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you not a hunter. <laughs> But he went to his brother talking about, hey, uh, 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 why don't you give me some of that red pottage that you had? See, but they, now what's going on, y'all be setting it up with the brothers. See, they're going to be against one another. See, and Esau sold his birthright. Is that right? For some pottage. Something to eat. He should have brought a whole lot of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And people uh, uh, sometimes read the scriptures, they go in there and say, oh, they fooled so and so. You can't fool Yahweh. You see? And here we are up here today. See? The Institute of Divine Metaphysics. And I remember Dr. Kenny saying this to a father's old man. You got a Bible in Chicago? Go on and use it. You didn't have to come way out here in California. You got one right there in Chicago. He said, beat him upside the head with it and go on about your business. Now here we are. Some of us have forgotten. That uh, that's his name, Yahweh. Not Lord, not Jesus Christ. That's not his name. But at my brother law's service, they preached that you could be saved in Jesus Christ. And from that time 
support my sister Shana and I on the phone. And my wife told me, she said, you don't have to holler the screen. I can hear you go out there. I want it to be heard. <laughs> can God be saved in that? <laughs> Yahweh has given him a name which is above every name. And it's not Jesus Christ. It's Yahshua, the, the Messiah. You understand that? And those things were said at my brother-in-law's service. It was said to me from that time where we talked and we argued. I said, Shama, that's not right. Quit believing that damn lie. That's what it is. The word damn means what? Destruction. You saw me standing here last night uh, talking about some of the things that were said. And, it, and she ran across my mind. And when I told her, I said, Shana, you know as well as I do, Dr. Kelly never did say you could be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. He even said this he baptized Ali Higgins. He apologized to her for putting her in some water. So, uh, uh, since his pastor, 15 years. And he said, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I think right here up to uh, Buck Creek, somewhere around that area. He said, I'm sorry that uh, I took you that way and called myself doing what God said do. But when he brought out the name in 1967, he said, that's the only name you're going to be saved in. And Yahweh has highly exalted him. That was the father in the Shechem Farm manifested as the Savior. That was him. And that's why I said, every knee going to bow to that. See, now you got some knees up here, don't you? Now, I just had an operation on my knee. Say, can you see me trying to get down and bow down to you? <laughs> say, I'm doing good just to walk, come up this way. <laughs> you understand? And we went on. And all of a sudden, my sister called me. And this is what uh, she would say to her kids, Ian and Kaisha. Kaisha is the oldest. I need to talk to my, my brother. And they already had me on the phone. And uh, <clears throat> when she said that, they automatically knew. I said we have, I had four older brothers. But when she said I need to talk to my brother, she wasn't talking about the other four. I'm her brother. I'm the brother. They already know that. They're not here to witness that. But what they know when she said, I, I need to talk to my brother, guess who you think they're talking about? Jerry Kenley. <laughs> Nothing special. We were just close together. My oldest brother, nine, ten years older than I am. Then they had Vernon. 
and then Daryl saved him. Uh, a lot of you may know him as Monty or Lamont. You understand? And here I am. Yeah. Are you following? But when he when she said, I need to talk to my brother, they they all back and start dialing phone. I don't mind want to talk to you. But we stayed at one another's throat from that time on. Because she wanted to say that you could be saved as Jesus, as Lord, as God. That's wrong. See, Dr. Kelly said, if you continue that way, look forward to going to the lake. I didn't say that. Henry Clifford Kelly said, and that wasn't him. That was Yahweh speaking to that man. Look forward to going to the lake. And there is a transcript there that Jesus Christ never existed. Never did. And here we are, supposed to be the spiritual son, and we have one another throat. No! You can be saved by the Lord. You can be saved in the name of Jesus. No, you can't. I told you I wanted to understand what Dr. Kenley meant at 733 Center Street, talking about his own daughter. I would hate to send her, have to send her to the lake. And what Aunt Rachel did, gave some things to her sister, Lena. Her and her husband came back to Springfield, Ohio. And right up from where Aunt Nightingale stayed was a church called Broader Chapel. And she became known and great in Broader Chapel. And that's the way she died. She got her reward. You understand? And here's my sister and I fighting over the name, and we both heard setting class, 733 Center Street. Say, salvation is not in any other name. God. Now, why are you giving up at this late date? Somebody, you can be saved in God. You can be saved in Jesus Christ. You can be saved in Robert Harris. You can be saved. I'm telling you, you can't do that. You can't be saved in Kimberly. That's right. That's right. I do agree with you. You can't be saved in Henry Clifford Kimberly. He said so himself. Long before we come along. That, that's not even an argument anymore. But people have fallen for false doctrine. I'm talking about right here in the Institute. See, not everybody. See. And that's the thing I understood what Dr. Rich was saying about those brothers fighting. See. And the land was given to both of them. You understand? And here I am with my own sister. I, I, I want to see that. And she denied that, that you can be saved in Dr. Harris. You can be saved in Dr. Kimberly. You can be, no, you can't. That's a lie. That's our conversation. I don't care whether you believe it or not. That was our conversation. 
own son in. And all these folks running around here talking about, Dr. Kimmy said the world's going to end, and they have uh, uh, end of the world parties and <laughs> stuff like that. Dr. Glover, I heard that you said this. Now, I'm, I got kicked out when I did mom. Yes, I did. And you sent me a letter that said you are no longer part of ID alone. That's right. That's right. I, I got my, I got witnesses here. I read the letter to my class. That's right. No, I, I ain't talking about what you read. I'm talking about what they sent to me after you read that. Because you are no longer part. You are always a member. But you're no longer part of ID alone. Dr. Keith Gifford told me over the phone, Jerry, Dr. Kimmy would be very disappointed in you. I said, why? Because you wouldn't donate to the Board of Trustees. Well, let me tell you why. Before I went to Cincinnati, Dr. Kimmy, we were sitting and talking. He said, Jerry, I don't want you to send any money to Los Angeles. You 
we have, they have quit doing the things that the founder wanted done. What are you talking about? He said, be found doing. And the only one that, that people have come up and lied, I'm talking about on the board of trustees, Keith Hippie said, we tried to give you money. Mm. When? <laughs> you understand? We sent a letter to Cincinnati. Vanessa, did you get a letter? <laughs> I don't know what she said. When they said that they, they offered, the board of trustees offered to pay the $200, and I, that's a lie. No, no, she didn't come to me. Listen to me, see. I know the phone uh, conversation, see. She called me, Pat Nelson did call me. She was the only one offering, she didn't say I'm coming as part of a trustee member. She said, Jerry, we don't want you to be Separate. You've been in the, that school been in existence for a long time, and we don't want you to be uh, kicked out. See. She said, "I will. I, I don't have the money now. I paid the money for you." I said, "Pat, if you don't have the money now, why bother with it?" <laughs> and if the board was going to pay it, all they had to do was pay it. And that would have been the end of the story. Till now, because I think they're collecting their money every year. But she didn't tell me she's coming in the name of the, of the board member and so forth. She said, she called me. And I'm like, oh, I thought my sister put it up to me. But I didn't, I didn't ask her if she did. She didn't say she was calling for the board of trustees. So then, <clears throat> in closing, we got, we got a letter, and I told them, I said, they're going to have to offer up somebody. Here they come out, we have not received a report. My wife, anybody that know anything about Vanessa Kinley, she's not going to be late doing nothing. That's right. That's right. You understand? She comes to me and she said, I can't get out get on out. They knocked her out. Then they turn around and lie and say, we haven't paid, uh, uh, sent our reports in for three months. Damn it, that was because you locked them out. <laughs> you don't fool me with that stupid stuff. Time's up. And when I was talking about Dr. Gill, Dr. Gill mentioned, we need to, a school so we don't have to follow behind that kind of school. Everybody now is going to sit down. You understand? Dr. Kim said, be found doing. Doing what? I got somebody said, be found doing as long as you don't get caught. That, that is not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get it straight. I did not stand up here and say anything about uh, uh, 
in my notes. Um, he says that uh, Dr. Gill clearly recalls and recounts things Dr. Kinley said, for example, quote, you won't get satanic spirits in people to change no matter how much proof, witness, and evidence you give. Now, that's exactly what I wrote, and that would have been, must have been right after Dr. Gill died that I wrote those notes. I happened to find these notes uh, when they asked me to speak as a keynote speaker, and I had even forgotten I wrote them down. But that was something that Dr. Gill had said that he recalled Dr. Kinley specifically saying. He didn't say anything about you're not going to get somebody's mind to change. He said you're not going to get satanic spirits in people to change. Satanic spirits, and Dr. Kinley taught this, and it's in the Bible, okay? But satanic spirits don't change, okay? And Yahweh doesn't change, and those satanic spirits, when they're cast out of heaven, they are reserved in chains, everlasting chains under darkness. They can't be broken. Those, they're locked in to being doomed to the lake of fire. You cannot make a satanic spirit righteous. But Dr. Kinney also made a very clear distinction between someone's soul or mind and the spirit. He said, now Yahweh's spirit, Yahweh doesn't change. He says, but spirit is so much higher than mind. He says, now your mind can change, at least it's better. Okay? In other words, your soul can be converted. And I know that's contrary to what some people teach. But that's in the Bible. The law of Yahweh is perfect, converting the soul. Okay? Now, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this particular subject, okay? But since it was brought up and I'm the one that said it, I figured I ought to address that particular aspect of it. We are not going to resolve so that everybody agrees on many of these issues, okay? And they may just getting farther and farther and farther apart, diverging, okay? Since the false doctrine has been pushed harder and harder and harder in the teaching. And I'll be direct and honest and clear about what's going on, okay? And I know when and where and how it started, and someday when we have time, because this is not about me, but I'll tell you about how I know my personal knowledge and experience with the way this all got really diverged in the school. Okay? But much of it has to do with one specific essential doctrine. And that is the false doctrine that your soul is a fallen angel. That is not true. A demon is a fallen angel. They can't be converted. But your soul can be converted. 
Now, demons can possess souls and incarnate in those bodies where the souls are. But it's false to say that your spirit, soul, and body, and then that spirit is either the Holy Spirit or the Satanic Spirit. That is wrong. That is not the way Dr. Kinley taught that. He always, when he talked about the makeup of a man, which he said was a perfect description of the Godhead that could not be improved upon, the makeup of a man, he always talked about the spirit as being the substance. And, and of course, Yahweh's his spirit, substance, abstract. Then took on shape and form in an intermediate state. And the cloud is representative of Yahweh or spirit in the abstract state. Okay? Now, Yahweh or spirit in this particular state is the source and the substance of just the righteous things? No, no of all things, right? Now, Yahweh didn't have any other substance to make the devil from other than his own substance. Okay? And yes, I know Rick brought this up and Dr. Kenny brought it up too. About the Catholic doctrine of creation ex nihilo, which is a Latin phrase, but it's in the, the you know, it's what they use, meaning from nothing. Now, spirit is not nothing. Spirit is substance. It's the source, the substance of all things. That includes your soul. That includes your body. So the spirit that forms your soul and made the elements of the earth that then formed into your body, that spirit is an abstract thing, or an abstract. In other words, it's not nothing, okay? But that spirit is not the Holy Spirit or the satanic spirit. It's substance. Do you understand the difference in what I'm saying? And Yahweh can make all things from it. The product can either be righteous or unrighteous. But the spirit substance, you don't even describe that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. If you don't, you'll have to leave it for another time. But spirit does not change. Now, your soul needs to change, and here's how the change takes place. The change takes place when the satanic spirit, which Dr. Kinney specified, in this case we're talking about the unrighteous mystery versus the righteous mystery, mystery of righteousness, mystery of iniquity, when that satanic spirit is passed out of the most holy place here of a person and the holy spirit 
take residence in there in place of the satanic spirit that had possessed that soul before. Now, Yahweh did not remove the most holy place and replace the most holy place with another most holy place. You understand what I'm saying? All he did was, he, just as Yahshua the Messiah, when he fulfilled, he cut through the veil, Yahshua did, right? That's a new and living way that he made through the veil, not around it, but through the veil, that is to say the flesh. And when he went in, the satanic spirit immediately went out. That did not replace the soul. It didn't replace the most holy place or the holy place or the court round about. The man is made spirit, soul, and body. Most holy place, holy place, court round about, a perfect description of the Godhead that cannot be improved upon. Yahshua did not replace any part of this threefold makeup. What he did was cast out the satanic spirit from possessing and occupying that place. And he, as Yahshua the Messiah, then sat on his own throne. And he became in each soul that he converted, he became the one that sits here as the king and the entire tabernacle and the priestly function served him instead of serving Satan, which is a false image of Yahshua. Jesus never existed. Why? Because Jesus is a false image of Yahshua. And you know what a false image is? They're idols, right? And the idols have no power. But you imagine them as having power. That's an imagination that needs to be cast out. He cast down, not souls. He cast down imagination. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Yahweh. Clear? Okay. So Yahshua cast out the satanic spirit. He is the Holy Spirit that takes residence. And then what he does is he gives you views and dispositions. A disposition to serve, honor, glorify, and trust and thank Yahweh. instead of glorifying, serving, and trusting some false image such as me, myself, and I. You understand what I'm saying? And that is the main idol that most demons get people to worship, is me, myself, and I. You got the point? Okay. And you can substitute somebody else for the me, myself, and I. But that's a false image. Okay? There's Yahshua. He is the only one that is the image of the invisible Elohim. Okay? The true image. All right. So that's enough on that. Now, there's been these scriptures that were read at the beginning of the class. And also, 
some other comments and things that have been made. And we're at a time when we have had now for a couple of years, nearly, this war between Russia and Ukraine. We in Lansing had, a year ago, in November, a seminar on Satan divided against himself. Not getting at this right on, but that's it. Satan divided against himself. The Russian Kremlin versus the people. Okay? This year, November, we're going to be having one on Yahweh's Jubilee. And guess what? Right on time, 50 years from the last October uh, war in Israel, there's another one that occurred, right? Right on Yom Kippur. In other words, that Yahweh on their holy days. And Yahweh said back there in the scripture, he said, let their table become a snare for them. And that which should have been for their welfare, let it become a trap. And those uh, forces that are against Israel have taken advantage of that. And they know that when they're on their Sabbath, they have their, they have their charge on. And that was one of the big objections that occurred. How did Israel let all this happen? They was just like their guard was completely down. Yeah, right. It was. Okay. And I don't want to get too much off into the details of that. But I guess my major point of this is that everything that's happening in Yahweh's creation right now is happening according to his pre-planned purpose. On schedule. Now, when I say on schedule, I'm talking about by the pattern as Yahweh is advancing his purpose, and I think Dr. Kimmy used the expression in the evolution of Yahweh's purpose, through the ages and the dispensations. And Dr. Kimmy did talk about the fact that you need to know about the ages and the dispensations. You have to know that in order to understand Yahweh's purpose. Now, obviously, you don't need to know everything. You're not going to understand everything. None of us are. Not now. And I want to make this very clear. The Holy Spirit in someone doesn't make that person all-knowing. And the only person who claims to know it all is a fool. That's a fact. Dr. Kimmy is the exception to that. Okay? Dr. Kimmy had a very specific role in Yahweh's purpose in the sixth dispensation. Maybe I'll get a chance to get into that. Probably not in great detail. But Dr. Kimmy achieved everything that Yahweh had him do. Yahweh gave him a job, he did that job. And it wasn't Kenji Clifford Keenly as a human being that could do a good job. It was 
the Holy Spirit in Henry Clifford Kinley, operating to carry out that purpose of Yahweh, which was planned from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But every dispensation, what we call it the divine order of affairs, is simply an administrative operation. That's another term for it. And administration is done by a ministry. Yahweh had ministers. Listen, read this in the textbook. Yahweh in these dispensations, he had specific individuals that he operated in for a specific period of time, carrying out specific things for that time period that affected the whole world. Now what Dr. Kinley did included making sure that everything was set up so that inevitably the entire purpose of Yahweh would be accomplished before the universal revelation of Yahshua the Messiah, which does not occur at the end of the present human age. I want that to sink in. The universal revelation of Yahshua does not occur at the end of the present kingdom age. It occurs at the end of the long probationary period after the present kingdom age is over. And I can be very clear about these uh, probationary periods in each age, or at the end of each age. And we talked about this in times past, it's on record, we've got YouTube video of it, I've got diagrams and so forth, if you wanna go do it, so I'm just telling you, I'm not bringing up something new. I'm not making up something here today, okay? And I can prove exactly what I'm talking about. There is a probationary period at the end of each of these ages, so there is a gap if you want to call it that, between the end of one age and the beginning of the next age. And many people, most of us, have made the mistake of thinking that the kingdom age begins the moment the present kingdom age, or fourth age, ends. Not true. Let me ask everybody a question, thought, just a thought question. You can answer or not, you know the answer. What year did the antediluvian age end? See, because I have that, now everybody's going to think. This end, it's right on here, 1656. Wrong. When did the antediluvian age end? When Noah was told, the end of all flesh is come before me, not will, is, which was 120 years before 1656. 1536, that's still over 1500 or over one and a half, around down to two, right? You go check the transcripts. I'm, I'm telling you what Dr. Kinley taught us. If you ignore it, you're going to lose out on the understanding. 
And Dr. Timmy talked about that 120 years that Noah preached being a long probationary period while the ark was preparing. This, in 1974, the transcript in 1974, where Dr. Timmy said we're already 14 years into an extended probationary period. He said as far as Yahweh is concerned, the world ended in 1960. And Dr. Timmy insisted on that repeatedly. I don't, I can't even count the number of times in the transcripts that that's recorded. 1960 to then, 1960 to then, 1960 to then. And people then got stupid. And I'm blaming it on people, not on Dr. Timmy. This is the main point here. And not on Yahoo. Okay? And we start saying, oh, we're looking for the end of the world. You know what?
greatness and more greatness of his mercy and grace in the ages to come, obviously we're not going to know it all now. And that's the reason why I say that anybody that wants to pretend that they know it all is a fool. Is a fool. And you need to go back to the very drawing board if that's what you think. Or if somebody has fooled you into thinking they know it all. And yes, the Institute has become a cult. Not occult, which means dark. It has become a cult. Yes. Which, by the way, the Roman Catholic Church is. Yes. A cult. Yes. Yes. Along with most religious organizations that require allegiance to a person or a place or a thing. There is a huge difference between faith and loyalty. And you see that in politics, in religion, in all kinds of things. And people want loyalty so that they can control you. Yahshua does not want you to be loyal to anything physical. He wants you to have faith in Yahshua who is spirit. He's the Holy Spirit. Now, I will tell you, he's man. And he is the only man that is righteous. And I'm referring to the scripture that says that uh, there's one mediator between Yahweh and men. And it says that's the man, Yahshua, the Messiah. You understand what I'm saying? But it doesn't say human. There's a difference. Human means earth man. That's what the word means. It comes from humus, which is earth. Same as humble, which means to bow to the earth. Okay? Now, Yahshua humbled himself and came from heaven to earth, but he's not human. Adam was human. It says right in 1 Corinthians 15, the first Adam was of the what? Earth, earthy. The last man is Yahshua from heaven. Make sense? So I'm telling you, Yahshua is not a human. Really? All right, now, ages and dispensations, just a little bit. Each age is a stage. In Yahweh's purpose. In other words, in each age, there is a difference in the relationship between the creature and the creator. There is a difference in some things about the creation. Now, the creator's not going to change, but the creation is, and Dr. Kimmy used this expression, evolving. He talked about the evolution of Yahweh's purpose. In other words, there has to be a change. So each age, there is a difference. 
in the relationship. Well, let me just check and illustrate a couple of things. First age occurred in what realm? Eternity, which is not endless time. Eternity is timelessness. I had a very interesting, very brief conversation this morning um, about the physics of, uh, well, Greg Prestes can tell you more about it. His, his physics terminology is more lucid than mine by far. But the point is that Yahweh has even left manifestations in his physical creation that the scientists can look at the evidence of and realize that things are not the way they appear. Okay? Now we had Hebrews 11 read the first three verses. Uh, let's go ahead and get that real quick. Okay? And I just want to make this point that everything began in the realm of eternity. It was all created in the realm of eternity. Both the angelic creation and the physical creation. And Dr. Kinley referred to this period when the angelic creation was formed as an intermedial period. You look it up, you can search transcripts, okay? But this occurred before time existed. Time did not begin until what event? The transgression of Adam in the Garden of Eden. That's correct. Now, the way Yahweh showed it to Moses as far as the creation is concerned, there was six days. Actually, if you want to call it seven days if you include the Sabbath, but that's really the day of eternity anyway. Before the transgression took place, right? So you had a principle of a creation of seven with physical, which was manifesting the principle of creation with the seven in the angelic. Together, seven plus seven is what? Fourteen, which is also called a fortnight. And that 14th day of the first month, when Yahweh brought them up out of the land of Egypt, was the Passover, right? And that was the inception of when they began their exodus out of the land of Egypt, which is that dark land, okay? And that is, in principle, showing the darkness of pure spirit here, and everything had to exit or take its exodus out of Egypt, and then be shown to Moses in the vision as taking its exodus out of pure spirit. So there are two exoduses before the what? Before the Genesis. Is that the way Dr. Kimmel taught it? You bet it is. Now, he also showed that 1490 BBY, which is the year of the Exodus, which is 2528 M, okay, in the year of the world, that that 1490 BY is 4000 BY, which is the beginning of time. So in principle, as Yahweh said, and he goes, he gives us in Exodus the 12th 
Lord Yahweh said to him, down there, he says, this shall be the beginning of months, the beginning of days to keep. So if that's the beginning here, okay, of the days, the month years, that's the beginning of time in principle, which is 4,000 B.E.Y. But folks, that's after the creation has already taken place. You follow me? So the beginning of time takes place after the creation. Now, did you hear me? The beginning of time takes place after the creation is finished. Therefore, the creative age is in the realm of eternity, which is without time. And then time begins after the creation is finished. And so there is a transition period, a probationary period, an inner gap, or whatever you want to call it, between the end of the creative age and the beginning of the antediluvian age. Just like there was that gap between the end of the antediluvian age and the beginning of the post-Diluvian age, just like when Joshua the Messiah was on the cross, he said, I'm beginning something new. He said, it's finished. And the next age didn't begin for 53 days. That's a gap fulfilling. 53 years. I know it's not going on this chart. 53 years between two 490-year cycles. Yeah. Between Zerubbabel's temple, which is ending of one 490-year cycle, and Artaxerxes' edict, which begins the next 490-year cycle. So there's 53 days from the Passover of Egypt until Yahweh speaks the law down here to the children of Israel. Follow me? And this is when the kingdom of Yahweh was established in earth with Israel. Now, they didn't get the promised land to settle in the kingdom until they went up here. But when he spoke the law down, he told them, he said, you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests. I'm going to get too detailed with this. Don't cut this short. 53 days. You can see the 53 days, right? That's in the law. 53 years in the testimony. Between the Zerubbabel Temple, Artaxerxes, and Jesus. 53 days in fulfillment, one day to one year, between Yahshua's crucifixion and Pentecost, and he pours out the Holy Spirit, which is the same date that he established this here, this kingdom, with Israel. And the law was spoken down, which is exactly what occurred spiritually on the day of Pentecost when he put the Holy Spirit in the hearts and minds of those believing Jews there at Jerusalem. Are, are you following me on this? Okay. And let me say this to make it very clear. That was not the only Pentecost that took place. And a lot of times we talk about Pentecost, 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 and we have the idea, you know, that meant just one day, AD 33, June the 6th, AD 
might have the Old Testament written in Hebrew. Of course, the New Testament's written in Hebrew too, but not human Hebrew. It's written in the heart and mind. That's him brewing it in. <laughs> you see? Real. Oh, she was in the room. She turned. All right. So, says in Hebrews, he by faith we understand that the ages were ordained. Or the worlds were framed, meaning formed by the pattern, by the word of Yahweh. So the things which appear were, so the things here are not made of things which do appear. In other words, you can't see spirit, and that's the source and the substance of everything that you see now. But that substance doesn't appear to your eyes. Okay, real quick, four minutes. Creative age, eternity, no time. After the transgression, Yahweh allows Adam and Eve to stay in the Garden of Eden until the cool of the evening. That's this plate right here. They're still in the garden here. They're not out until they're actually driven out here in the cool of the evening. So from the moment that the transgression occurred, where the sun was at high noon, or at zenith, until the cool of the evening, where the sundown is occurring, they're still in the garden. That's a transition period. That's between the creative age and the anti-Eden now they're driven out here and time begins okay and everything is going on here okay let me just make it clear things go on and this is an age called an age of conscience now these words are not labeled on every age on the chart because you can't put all the information on one chart. Just like all the new charts for the last, I don't know, 30 years or so, don't even have boxes between the ages. They just have boxes. No chart was complete. This age ended. When Yahweh told Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, coming from your transition period, so it was actually takes place. And the new age doesn't begin for a year and ten days after that. When they come out of the ark into a new world. Follow me? Now, next age ends when Yahshua's crucified. Buried and raised. But the new age doesn't begin for 53 days until Pentecost which was a jubilee year. And I can make that very clear. That was a jubilee year. We also talked about jubilee years down here. Now, then he says that, okay, oh, let me say this. So this was an age of conscience, meaning this. Man was allowed to follow their conscience without Yahweh giving them a law of commandments and without giving them the Holy Spirit as a gift to guide and direct them. 
and man floundered during that age and could not be righteous. Didn't matter how many sacrifices he did or anything else. There was none righteous. They were all in sin. Their conscience was their guide. Their conscience failed. This age is an age of laws and works. They followed patriarchal laws. They followed social laws with the Tower of Babel, etc., etc. They then followed the law. Eventually, they got down to the point to where Yahweh said, okay, y'all tried all your laws. Let me give you a perfect law. And he separated out a group of people, okay? And he separated them from the influence of Egypt and the rest of the nations, put them in the wilderness, in the desert, away from everybody else, and he gave them a law, which it says, if there had been a law given which could have given life, then truly righteousness would have been by that law. But that law couldn't make them righteous. So the whole point was, no matter what law anybody tries to follow with their human intellect, no matter how they try to obey their conscience, it, the conscience is corrupted. And they take the laws and they corrupt the manifestations of them too. And so now they fail to justify themselves in this age. They're condemned here in their conscience. They're condemned here with laws. Oh, y'all get the point. Give up trying to justify yourself. You need what? A savior. That's Yahshua. He's the only one that obeyed Yahweh perfectly and became the righteous. The one that earned the right to rule and become king of kings and his kingdom was established here on the day of Pentecost in the heart or mind of man. That's the kingdom that you want to be in, not a human kingdom, not allegiance to a human. This is an age of grace, and there are two dispensations with grace. One that Yahweh established with the apostles, and one that Yahweh closed out with Dr. Henry Clifford Kimball. You make one more statement. I know it's delicate. <laughs> Dr. Kimmon talked about the fact that the devil had to be exposed. And the scripture says that that day shall not come except there come the falling away first, which is also the same word as apostasy. There had to come the apostasy, the falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called holy, elevated his worship, so that he, as Yahweh, sits in the temple of Yahweh, showing himself that he is the Almighty. That's in the Bible. Dr. Kennedy's job was to make it clear and pin it down so that nobody could escape it, that that mark was on the post. And he did that. That was part of what Dr. Kimmy's mission was. That doesn't mean that the new age has started. 
You have to also have an apostasy here. It has occurred. Now, Dr. Kenny set that all up. He did everything necessary. Also, what had to occur was this gospel of the kingdom had to be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then only then could the end of the physical creation come. Dr. Kenny made sure that he set everything in motion necessary by the same word or frame or pattern. The threefold pattern, three positions, other things that he did in specific years. And after Dr. Kenny was out of the flesh, Yahweh made us his chosen. And he forced mankind to quit assembling physically for a period of time. Which he had also made sure that technology had advanced, or in fulfillment of the prophecy, in the end, knowledge shall increase. That's in the Bible. And so after that, you can't meet physically. So what do people do? They start doing it remotely, right? So you have YouTube, you have Zoom, you have those kinds of things. And because of that, folks, we now have brethren on every populated continent in this world. And that includes South America, which I know of personally. Every populated continent area, and that includes Russia, if I can recall. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there was a couple of other things, but he has to gather together in one all things in the Messiah, both in heaven and on earth, meaning the angels of heaven that did not sin, those that stayed in heaven and did not sin, because the angels that sinned were cast out. All of them. Yahweh didn't spare any of them. So the only angels left in heaven are the ones that did not sin. And the souls of men that he is saving from the earth. You understand? And he's gathering them together into one body, which is called the body of Yahshua, the Messiah. And that's why you have to put on the Messiah in this dispensation now. You have to put off the old man, put on the new man, which after the image of Yahshua is formed. Right? You have to put him on and you have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. First Peter's third chapter. You with me? Those things had to occur. Dr. Kinley set the conditions in place that ensured that those things would happen on schedule. But Dr. Kinley's not seen. But he was the minister or administrator in the sixth dispensation that Yahweh used to make sure it all happened. And Dr. Kinley said, I am that seventh angel. And it says in the scripture that in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, the mystery of Yahweh should be finished. He said, I'm that angel. And he said, the mystery's finished. I took away the mystery because a mystery 
is only something that has not been explained. He says, I've explained it all to you from Genesis to Revelation. There's a one thing I can't tell you, not a lot. It's the date which this is going to occur. That's right. Now Yahweh does not fail, folks. That's right. And yes, there will be a consummation of this universe. And not just a revelation to you and me individually, but universally. And in Revelation it says, every eye shall see him, even those that pierced him. Why? Because there must be a resurrection unto righteousness and a resurrection unto damnation. And that's both part of the same resurrection process. Now that's in the Bible too. You and I don't know and understand all of this, but we do have the witnesses, proof, and evidence to be able to point to and to see exactly what has gone on. And Dr. Kimmy is a minister, administrator in the sixth dispensation that Yahweh has used to bring this to pass. The next dispensation, folks, is actually properly called the Sabbath. You are supposed to be putting on immortality right now. Yahshua is the only one that has immortality dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto, right? But you are putting on the Messiah. So the mortality must put on immortality. But after that is complete, in other words, the last soul is gathered into the body of Yahshua, then the manifestation will occur. Just like the man Adam died here first, and it took 930 years to manifest the death in his body, so the resurrection is the same way. The resurrection must occur in the soul first. Yes, you've got to be raised in your conscious mind or soul, and then you will have the bodily manifestation, which is called the redemption of the body. Yahshua redeemed your soul 2,000 years ago when he died, buried, and raised. But, and, and yes, now you're experiencing it only because of that faith and belief. But that re redemption, the purchase possession uh, uh, of those things, the purchase was made back then. But the church, the body, and your body, which will be as his glorious body in the next age, that is going to be redeemed at the universal revelation of Yahshua the Messiah. Not one at a time. All right, that's a quick, quick thing. I hope that helps you to understand a little more about the ages and dispensations. Dr. Gill was obviously very serious about ages and dispensations, which is another reason why I wanted to share a little bit of that with you here. I appreciate your patience, and I hope that's encouraging and truly helpful to you to believe in Yahshua. Thank you.